actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business? And the, the stuff about me paddleboarding, nonsense. The sea was actually closed. It was a, a red notice. When Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog sang, it's not easy being green. You remember that one? Russia should go away, should shut up. And try that's in December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. Like seriously, what the fuck? Hiya, it's me, Jennifer Wan, and this is another episode of What the Actual Fuck is Going On With This Whole Politics Business. And there is an actual fucking lot going on scamming scheming buffoonery lying fucking crime fucking snobbery fucking insanity fucking if you are a fan of mad nads being ridiculous god this is the episode for you uh because there's some of that in here there is tory catastrophe um oh there's something for everyone so get yourself prepared get cozy get a snack and let's get ready to just dive into this mess so we are going to start with the vote of no confidence drama Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, there was a vote this week. Um, the threshold of Conservative MPs submitting letters of no confidence was reached. So there was a vote of no confidence in him this week as the Conservative Party leader. Um, on the morning of the vote, there was a <laughs> a document sent out to Conservative MPs to try and persuade them to vote in favour of Boris Johnson remaining their leader. And this is what it said. By backing Prime Minister Boris Johnson in a confidence vote today, we can put the... This, the formatting on this document is a fucking mess. They're underlining randomly. They are bolding things randomly. I don't know who wrote this and who formatted this, but back to school with the bitch. Back to school with the bitch. Um... We can put the distraction of the past months behind us, unite and focus on getting on with the job, serving our constituents and the country. Well, you know, if 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 perhaps Boris Johnson had been focused on getting on with the job during COVID instead of having fucking parties and having a fabulous little time, perhaps this vote wouldn't have happened. I'm just saying... So let's go on with all that other reasons to uh, back Boris. Um, people are anxious and struggling with a cost of living crisis caused by global inflation and soaring energy prices. After Putin's appalling invasion of Ukraine, there is ongoing war in Europe and our economy is recovering after COVID. It would be extremely harmful to the United Kingdom and to the Conservative Party to launch a distracting, divisive and destructive leadership contest. Keep Ukraine's name out your fucking mouths. Anywho, 
they go on instead of Instead, by backing Boris Johnson, we can choose today to focus on growing the economy. Bitch, where? Cutting taxes. Bitch, where? Making our streets safer. Bitch, where? And busting the NHS backlogs. I ask you, bitch, where? Where? How? With what? These bitches out here promising us like fucking 40 new hospitals. Where are they? Promising us that they are going to fix the NHS's staffing problem. Where? How? Promising better lives for our NHS staff. Where is it? They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They're just saying it. They're not going to do it. Um, There is no alternative leader, no alternative plan and no alternative way forward. So we should reject chaos and division and back the PM. So what they're saying there is that there is such a lack of talent in their party that Boris, as dreadful as he is, is their only option. That's a bit of a fucking self-own in my opinion. Um, by backing Boris Johnson today, we can move on from distractions and get on with the job. That bit's in italics for, like, no reason. Uh, the Prime Minister fully cooperated with every investigation. I, I find that hard to believe because we now know that there are a number of senior people in Downing Street that just didn't return questionnaires for some events to the police. So I would imagine he's one of them, I'm just saying. Um made substantial changes to Downing Street and installed a new team. Today is finally a chance to move on and focus on people's priorities. Well, people's priorities are you fucking getting out of Downing Street, bitch, but you don't seem to want to get on with that. So that's interesting. Boris Johnson led this country through its biggest peacetime crisis in a generation. His leadership delivered the fastest vaccine rollout in Europe and delivered unprecedented economic support so unprecedented so unprecedented millions left without access to that financial support but we're supposed to be impressed okay uh <laughs> we did not choose to lose half of this parliament to covid but we can choose what to focus on now okay under boris johnson's leadership we secured the biggest conservative majority since 1987 and secured the highest share of the vote of any party since 1979 with 14 million votes. We got Brexit done, smashing through the deadlock which crippled British politics. <laughs> oh, and what a success you've made of that, darling. Um, we unlocked more rapidly and restored our freedoms more quickly than other countries yeah and more people died as a result of that uh we are standing up to putin arming ukraine with huge military support and humanitarian help yeah but you know the conservatives really didn't want to give up all of that money they were getting from russian oligarchs did they they had to be fucking pushed into that um we are delivering cost of living help so that the most vulnerable households were will receive at least £1,200 this year. Yeah, but it's going to take fucking ages to get to them and you had to be fucking pushed into doing it. So that's not really a fucking achievement. 
A leadership contest would be extremely harmful to the country and Conservative Party. Actually, I think getting rid of a lazy, work-shy, scumbag, liar Prime Minister would be very good for the country, actually, as it goes. Um, and I don't care about what's bad for the Conservative Party because those bitches are not my problem. Um... A leadership contest would unleash a distracting, divisive and destructive civil war in the Conservative Party. It will not be quick. It would drag on for months, dominating the agenda and alienating voters. Good. Um, a blue-on-blue -blue civil war will be vicious and tear the party apart. Bitch, maybe it needs to be torn apart. Maybe that's necessary. Did you think about that? Voters will only hear we are divided, distracted and talking to ourselves about ourselves. The person who will benefit is Keir Starmer. Good. Only Labour, the Liberal Democrats and the SNP and our other political opponents would stand to gain. Good. Uh, Boris, Boris Johnson has an unmatched electoral record and he will win again. No, he fucking won't, bitch. Uh, Boris Johnson is the Conservative Party's most proven and thoroughly tested election winner. What? No, I don't think. In 2019, we made previously unimaginable historic gains in Labour heartlands and across the country. Yeah, with tiny fucking majorities. Um... Governing parties are often behind in the opinion polls midterm. Not this bad, bitch. Not not to this extent. Like <laughs> literally mugging off his own pen his own fucking MPs, my god. Uh what matters now is focusing and working hard on delivery, not distractions like polls and commentators. So just just keep doing what you're doing and don't listen to people and don't listen to their reactions and don't listen to what they think. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Uh, governing parties usually lose parliamentary by-elections. In fact, the governing party has only gained uh, three by-elections in the last 60 years. One of those was Hartlepool under Boris Johnson. I mean, sure, but surely you should want better for yourselves you should be aspiring to win them but okay uh the surest way to win is to show unity and focus on the issues that matter most to the people who put us in office so back boris johnson today to move on and get on with the job um now for some of the mps it did appear that that little mess worked uh but some were not not impressed by that uh one of which was jeremy hunt um who took to twitter and he said this the Conservative Party must now decide if it wishes to change its leader because of the situation in Ukraine. This was not a debate I wanted to have now, but under our rules, we must do that. Having been trusted with power, Conservative MPs know in our hearts we are not giving the British people the leadership they deserve. We are not offering the integrity, competence and vision necessary to unleash the enormous potential of our country. I just want to remind just Tories everywhere. You bitches have had over a decade. How are you going to be talking at this late stage about unleashing potential? Shouldn't you have already fucking done that? I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just fucking putting that out there. Um, so he continues, because we are no longer trusted by the electorate, <laughs> who know this too, we are set to lose the next general election. It's what they deserve, bitch. Um, anyone who believes our country is stronger, fairer and more prosperous when led by conservatives should reflect that the consequence of not changing will be to hand the country to others who do not share those values. 
well, I'm just saying, you know, other parties are not led by fucking criminal philanderers, Jeremy. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Z confirms he's voting uh, against Boris Johnson. What I will say, and I, I've thought this about most of the conservatives who are coming out and saying, oh, well, I know Ukraine's going on, but we have to do this. You could have done this before. You know what I mean? Firstly, the invasion of Ukraine was not actually a surprise. Um, there was a number of things that telegraphed that it was going to happen. Um, so I would say, arguably, if you knew that you had a dreadful, inappropriate person as your leader, you could have gotten rid of him, replaced him and had someone that you believe to be more competent in place before uh, the invasion of Ukraine. That's, I'm just, I'm just fucking putting that out there. Um, all of the reasons that they have to want to get rid of Boris Johnson happened far before the invasion of Ukraine. So I don't feel that they should be bringing up Ukraine as an excuse because they had opportunities to do this before and they didn't take them. So that is not the fault of the people of the UK or of Ukraine. Um, I just feel like they're chucking Ukraine about as an excuse um, on both sides of this. Everyone's fucking talking about Ukraine and it's like, just keep their names out of your fucking mouth. Oh my God. Um, so Nadine Doris had a problem with what Jeremy Hunt had to say. Um, and so she decided to jump on in, quote, tweet him and have a fucking moment. Uh, she went full on into the blue on blue civil war that the little document they were all sent told them not to do. So that was fun. Um, she said on the afternoon of the 23rd of July 2020, when I was health minister, you telephoned me to tell me that we had to handle the pandemic following the example set by the East slash China that people testing and should be removed from their homes and placed into isolation hotels for two weeks. So she's talking about Jeremy Hunt and she's she's saying that he called her and said that the handling of the pandemic was wrong. You said your wife's family had experience of this during SARS. I said that the British people would never tolerate it being removed from their homes and loved ones, at which point you demanded I show you the evidence for that. Um... Your handling of the pandemic would have been a disaster. Your pandemic preparation during six years as health secretary was found wanting and inadequate. Your duplicity right now in destabilising the party and country to serve your own personal ambition more so. So here's the thing. Firstly, this is very reminiscent of Dominic Cummings spilling secrets and telling his fucking tea for attention or to get back at someone that he feels has wronged him years and years after the fact. Here we have Nadine Doris openly saying that during Jeremy Hunt's time as the health secretary, his actions and or, or lack of actions really um, led to the situation where the government was completely unprepared for a pandemic. Um, now, of course having now lived through a pandemic that it was very clear the government was not prepared to deal with, we of course know this to be true. But she would have known this years ago. And 
it would appear she didn't bother to say anything or try and do anything at the time and is only bringing it up now to to score points and to try and attack him back and whatever she doesn't actually care about the fact that the lack of preparedness for a pandemic led to thousands of unnecessary deaths she that's that's not what she's angry about she's angry about the fact that jeremy hunt would dare to not back boris that's where her anger is she doesn't care about the fact that the government she serves in failed the people that's that's not bothering her it's that someone turned around and said i don't like boris johnson and she took that very fucking personally and that to me it says everything you need to know about this government they don't care they don't care about us at all we are just little parts of their game the people that were lost during covid-19 the people that are that are still you know suffering because of covid-19 of course you've got people um that are suffering with long covid right now um uh, there are also there's a, a rise in infections recently in the uk that's happening um and they don't care about that at all um and and there are there are still going to be people at the moment that are dying from covid that potentially could have avoided infection if our government was more prepared for a pandemic um and the government does not care about those people they will use them as as pawns as fucking attack weapons to throw at each other in their little civil war that they're having right now they they will throw our nation's dead at each other to have a little argument a little row on twitter but they don't actually care about those people they don't care about the families that were left behind the friends the lovers they they don't care about the pain of the people at all to this government in fact to the conservative party as a whole we are just little pieces of their little argument game they they don't care about us on any level and that was made really clear during this whole vote of no confidence kerfuffle I mean, I was not under any delusions that this government cared about me at all. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a thing. Um, but they've never been so blatant about it, you know. So Boris Johnson was on a quest to keep himself as the prime minister um, because, you know, <laughs> he, he wants to keep his job even though he shit at it. Uh, he was asked by members of parliament, uh, he was he did a little meeting with all of his conservative MPs to try and persuade them to vote for him and to, to back him in the vote of no confidence. One of his MPs asked him about the conduct that was described in the Sue Gray report, uh, which was a report that was released recently. I covered it a couple of episodes ago where they talked about... Um, all of the parties, all of the gatherings, all the get-togethers. Boris was asked about that and he said 
he would do it again. No regrets. He would he would still have fucking parties while everybody else was in strict lockdown measures, uh, while thousands of the citizens he is supposed to be serving are in hospitals alone, can't have visitors, while people were dying alone. He would do it again. He'd have parties again. He would hang out with his friends and get drunk and eat cake and, you know, laugh and joke and all that. He'd do it again. He'd fucking do it again. That's what he said. While trying to get these MPs to back him. It's just a shocking lack of sense, I guess. I... I, I I don't know what's wrong with this man. I, I just don't. I, I can't. I, I, you know, is it is it narcissism? Is it stupidity? Is it entitlement? Is it fucking delusion? Is it all of these things? I don't know anymore. I just I just don't know what is wrong with this man. <laughs> Like, I I just don't. I'm so sorry. Um, Douglas Ross decided to make another fucking U-turn. He's back. He's in the car. He's doing fucking, you know, he's going forwards. He's going back. He's going forwards. He's going back. Nobody knows where the fuck he's going. Everyone's looking at him like, you can't drive like that. It's insane. But he's like, I have no choice. This is my life now. Um, so he uh, he posted on Twitter. Um, he said, having listened closely um, to the people who re-elected me, people across Scotland, da, 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 tonight I will support the motion of no confidence in the Prime Minister. So he confirms that he is going to vote against Boris Johnson. Bitch, pick a lane. Make up your mind. I mean, it doesn't matter anyway, you know. Douglas Ross is irrelevant and strange and nobody likes him. And Boris Johnson doesn't even know who he is. So he's going to be like, who the fuck is this? Does he even go here? Is he even in our party? Is it, what the fuck? How, how, how are you an MP and an MSP at the same time? I've never heard of this man. I don't know him. Who Who the... Who the fuck? Who the <laughs> who who the fuck is this? I don't know her. Um you know, and and Douglas Ross saying something just doesn't hold any weight anymore because you, you can just feel it at some point he's going to turn around and be like, "Oh, well actually, uh I think that we should back Boris now. You know, we've all had our chance. We've all had our say. We all told him to resign, but he didn't, so I guess now um, I'm backing him again. Yeah. Like it's going to come. He's going to fucking turn around and say that again in a week or so. And look, I have, I have no desire for the Scottish Conservatives to succeed in any way. Like I just don't, I, I don't. But at the very least, I feel it's important, even if it's just for the sake of democracy, um, for every party to have a good leader. And I look at the Scottish Conservatives and I think, come on, guys, you can do better than this. What the fucking hell is it? Really, guys, 
that's all you've got come on let's get it together let's get it to fucking gather um but not better together because we don't we don't we don't go there darling um <laughs> but um yeah he's you just know you just know he's gonna fucking turn around and change his mind again in a week and he's gonna be like actually well you know i probably they probably dragged me and insulted me in private this time uh because they didn't want to do it on main but you know okay fine I'll, I'll i'll be quiet now and i'll support boris now um nadine doris oh she's not being quiet girl she she we had her little twitter outburst earlier what else happened with her uh this was all in one day by the way nadine was incredibly unhinged on one day she just went absolutely bananas fucking bendy bananas for brexit um she was in an interview with beth rigby um she was talking about how the <laughs> the MPs in the Conservative Party that wanted to vote against Boris Johnson in this no-confidence vote were part of a Remainer conspiracy. Um... <laughs> Bitch, the head of the... European Research Group, which was a, a pro-Brexit group, Steve Baker, he has publicly called for the Prime Minister to resign. And you want to call this a Romina conspiracy? Girl. Girl. No. Boris Johnson and his own MPs wanting him to go brings together everybody. It heals the divides of Brexit, sweetheart. So don't come in here like, oh, it's a Romina conspiracy. Oh, shut up. Uh, she also, in this interview, um, in bizarre scenes, said that the UK was at war with Ukraine. No. No, it isn't, honey. No, 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 no. Um, I'm guessing she misspoke rather than, you know, she is so stupid that she doesn't understand the conflict that's happening. Um... But even so, like, you've got to be fucking careful. You've got to be fucking careful in these times. So fabulous contribution from Nadine Doris, the culture secretary. Um, she's always she's always good for a laugh, you know. Well, Boris Johnson continued on his quest to remain in position. Uh, he spoke to the 1922 committee, a group of conservative MPs. He said, I humbly submit to you that this is not the moment for a leisurely and entirely unforced domestic political drama. Let's get fucked. Uh, he also got all precious about uh, people questioning his honesty. He was angry that some of his own MPs um questioned his honesty and his integrity so you know it's real nice that he took some time out of his busy schedule of lying in the house and cheating on various wives to remind us that he's a real honest guy um mr i'll fuck everything that moves despite my wedding ring and wedding vows wants to talk about his honesty and his integrity cute okay girl very nice um there was some uh some other moments, some some reflections from this vote. Uh, the 
there's a I spoke about it a couple of episodes ago there's a current conservative member of parliament who has been accused of rape has been uh, arrested by police um and they are investigating rape charges against this member of parliament uh this member of parliament is not currently or has been asked by the conservative party whips to stay away from the parliamentary estate however because the vote uh in of no confidence had remote capabilities meaning people could vote from home if they wanted to um and because this member of parliament that has been accused of rape has not had the conservative party whip suspended and therefore is still a member of the conservative parliamentary group that member of parliament who's currently accused of rape was allowed to vote in the confidence vote the tories such a party of great standards um there was uh, a number of members of parliament who made some little social media videos talking about their reasons for backing Boris. Uh, Brendan Clark-Smith made a video. Um, and it was, it was unhinged. It really was. Um, he was yelling about, about Brexit. He was pointing, there's a, there's a couple of campaigners that hang about, you know, down, uh, sort of down by Westminster um campaigning on brexit which is their right they're allowed to do that and brendan clark smith he was filming his little video they were behind him and and he was <laughs> if he was talking shit about them and saying that that was his reason to to vote for uh to vote for boris um okay uh cool um it was it was deeply insecure you know i there are a number of conservative mps that basically make back boris their entire personality and output because they have nothing else to offer um they have achieved nothing for their constituents and so you know that's that's just what they have to do um lee anderson a conservative mp did a similar video similarly unhinged um, so what happened in the end? Well, Boris Johnson won the confidence vote. There were 211 of his members of parliament that voted in him. However, 148 of his MPs voted that they had no confidence in him. That's a pretty big fucking number. That is a pretty big fucking number. Um, if I were the leader of the Conservative Party that would shake me and I think it's going to shake Boris Johnson because this is a man who pretty much runs on ego and knowing that over 140 of his members of parliament want him gone and knowing as well that a number of those that voted in favour of him had to do so because they're in the cabinet they don't really have a choice so it's not like they're voting in favour of him because they like him or because they believe in him, but more because they don't have a choice. They have to, to keep their job in government. So you've got cabinet members, you've got people in ministerial positions, you know, and stuff like that. They have to vote for him to keep those fun, lovely little jobs. They're not doing it because they like him or because they think he's the best leader. They're doing it so that they can keep their job. 
and he's gonna think about that i i i feel like he is gonna think about that a lot and it's gonna drive him insane and i love that because i want that for him uh there was some seriously unhinged stuff after as well the education secretary nadim zahawi said what do you think president Zelensky will be thinking about tonight he'll be punching the air because he knows his great ally boris johnson will be the prime minister tomorrow morning fucking stop stop leave Zelensky, leave ukraine out of your weird fucking party psychodrama okay leave them alone oh my god <laughs> oh my god so uh, Bob Seeley, a conservative member of parliament, openly said um, basically that he was bribed. Uh, he said, I talked again with ministers about why a fair funding package has not been forthcoming for the Isle of Wight Council. I've been assured they will look into this again and will do so in the very near future. Um, and he has cited that as his reason for voting in confidence of the prime minister. So... You've got Conservative MPs openly saying, well, they promised me funding for my area, so I voted for him. So they obviously did not think he was the right person, but because they're going to get a little funding, they're willing to ignore that feeling within themselves. Uh, there were some anonymous Conservative MPs who spoke to joe.co.uk and they said um, that they felt bullied into voting in support of Boris Johnson in the confidence vote. Uh, one was quoted as saying, they're running this place like gangsters. Um, I'm not surprised in the least, really. I mean, who would be? It's obvious. It's obvious that that's the kind of environment we've got. Let's be real. But to be honest, I I have difficulty feeling sympathy for Conservative MPs in these situations because, like I said earlier, there have been a number of opportunities where they could have gotten rid of Boris Johnson and they chose not to. They chose to let those moments slip them by and it's frustrating to now see them saying, oh, well, it's been really hard and I don't know what I'm going to do. And it's like, well, you fucking organise, Christ. Get it together. Act in the fucking interest of your constituents and the, the fucking nation. Stop being self-absorbed. Stop thinking about what this could potentially cost you and just do the right fucking thing. Christ. Um, John Trickett, a Labour MP, uh, decided to spill a little tea on Twitter.com. He said this. Overheard on Commons Committee Corridor two Tory MPs. Number one, I wish I'd voted against him now. Number two, I know what you mean. Before yesterday, we had a slightly odd Boris in number 10. Now we've got a wounded beast. Now, of course, this is just, you know, one MP saying he heard other MPs say something and we don't know how true that is because we weren't there. However, I can, Im I, I can see it. I can imagine it to be true. I, 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 it feels realistic to me. Um, so, <laughs> you know who else? 
does not have confidence in Boris Johnson. Domino's Pizza. Uh, somebody on Twitter uh, responded to a, a pro-government article and said, I wouldn't trust you lot to deliver a pizza for Domino's. And they tagged Domino's into the tweet. And Domino's responded and said, to confirm, neither would we. <laughs> <laughs> they were not the only brand to come at the government um ben and jerry's the ice cream company uh did a thread tearing the government's insane and cruel rwanda policy to pieces this week uh we're going to talk a little bit more about the rwanda policy in a moment but suffice to say i'm gonna i'm gonna be shopping at ben and jerry's now for all my ice cream needs although that being said i don't really i don't really get ice cream very much but now i've said it i kind of want ice cream <gasps> anyway um andrew bowie from the scottish conservatives decided to get a little bit unhinged as well on twitter um it was very will smith take my fucking wife's name out your fucking mouth um, so Nicola Sturgeon, the first minister of Scotland, uh, she tweeted about the confidence vote, which is normal. Everybody was, and he decided to take it real personal. Uh, so she said that result is surely the worst of all words for the Tories, but much more importantly, at a time of huge challenge, it saddles the UK with an utterly lame duck prime minister. And for Scotland, it just underlines the democratic deficit. Only two of the 59 Scottish MPs have confidence in the Prime Minister. That's fair. That's a fair fucking comment. Now, Andrew Bowie, he voted against the Prime Minister. He voted to say that he had no confidence in the Prime Minister, right? And yet he tweets this in response to Nicola Sturgeon. He said, don't you dare use my vote for your narrow, divisive ends. Bitch, your vote was divisive. You're voting to say that you have no confidence in your leader. That's divisive, bitch. Don't come at her like that. Anyway, he continues, believe me, I have far more confidence in any conservative leader, my party and our United Kingdom than I do in you or the SNP's vision for Scotland. Well, you obviously don't because you just voted to say that you had no confidence in the current leader of the Conservative Party. You just did that, Andrew. You just did that. Literally, the day before this unhinged six in the morning tweet, you said with that vote, I don't have confidence in the Prime Minister. I don't have confidence in the leader of the Conservative Party. And then you're getting uppity and unhinged at Nicola Sturgeon at 6.41am. Look at your life. Look at your choices. Baby, what is this? What were you trying to say with that vote then? Did, did you vote against him by accident? <laughs> boy bye anyways so boris johnson by just absolute just tiny 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 like literally if just 30 more mps and, and 
honestly, he's so lucky that there are so many of them on the government's payroll. He really, really is. Uh, if just, I think it's around 30-something, if they'd have crossed over, he'd, God, he would have been fucked. Um, <laughs> I had to laugh. Anywho, so he's still prime minister, but at what cost? He's not going to enjoy it. He's certainly not going to enjoy it because he knows full well now that actually a lot of his own MPs think he ain't shit. Um, and that's going to bother him. We know that. Um, what does it mean for his majority? I mean, it's still there technically, but is it going to function? We don't know. Uh, we know for a fact there are a number of his MPs that don't want him there. So are they always going to vote with him? We don't know. Um, I don't see him lasting much longer um i think he wants to but i don't think he's gonna get what he wants and i love that i really really do so we're stuck with him for now but maybe not forever which is good news now let's talk about a party leader that isn't having to constantly deal with their MPs openly hating having them as leader. Let's talk about Nicola Sturgeon. Yes. Uh, so this week she talked about the second independence referendum. Uh, she has said that it will happen whether Boris is prime minister or not. I feel like he won't be goal by the time you're doing this next year I, I just I don't see it for him so um the date that is looking pretty certain is next year 2023 and she's saying it's gonna happen it doesn't matter whether we've got Boris as prime minister whether we don't have him whether it's some other bitch who cares we're doing it love that for her um and you know who else loves that you know who else is into it you know who has confidence and the idea of Scottish independence. <laughs> that's such a bad that's, that's such a bad link. Um, but you know who it was? Obi-Wan fucking Kenobi, bitch. You and McGregor. He was like, yes, girl. Let's do it. Well, he didn't say that, but like that would have been hilarious if he did. Um, <laughs> um But he was uh speaking on uh on a show he was uh talking about you know all his new projects because you know he's in the obi-wan kenobi tv show and things on disney plus i haven't watched it yet but i'm gonna at some point because i love star wars um and <laughs> he uh he was talking about scottish independence and he said that he's changed his mind on scottish independence he used to think that it wasn't a good idea he was in favor of remaining in the union but he's changed his mind uh he said that brexit was a huge part of what changed his mind which is you know that's completely fair that is completely fair um uh, but he is ready to fucking go um good for him you tell them obi-wan mm. love that for them um who do i not love <laughs> it's the metropolitan police i hate them don't love them at all mm -mm. so uh they have uh <laughs> they have been in the news recently because there have been a number of people charged 
for being present at the vigil for Sarah Everard, who is a woman that was murdered by a Metropolitan Police officer. Um, so this week, uh, it was revealed why the police uh, felt justified in breaking up the vigil and becoming incredibly violent with uh, with people that were in attendance. Um, so they have said uh, that the reason why, this is so stupid, is because it had become an anti-police protest and that they feared violence from the people present and that officers had been branded murderers. Well, I mean, for a start, if you don't want to be branded murderers, maybe you should, I don't know, just as a thought, do something about the very obvious red flags of one of your actual officers who then went on to murder a woman, you know? Because there are a number of red flags with that thing that murdered Sarah Everard. I'm not, I'm not fucking saying that bitch's name, not ever. That thing does not deserve to be named. He deserves to fucking rot in prison forever. But the fact of the matter is, there were a number of very obvious red flags, right? There was um, the previous issues of him exposing himself in public that the police just didn't bother to investigate at the time. Uh, there was the fact that he was nicknamed as the rapist among his colleagues and not one of them thought, hey, maybe this is a bit fucking weird. Maybe this is something that could be a problem. Not one of them apparently thought about that. If any of them had bothered to do their jobs and actually fucking work to prevent crime, you know, because obviously, like, their job is to investigate crime after it happens, but if they can, they should be preventing it as well. Um, when they see a pattern of behaviour, they should do something about it. And they didn't. And he went on to murder her. He went on to murder an innocent woman that was just trying to get home. And, and then they want to complain. They want to complain that people want to talk about murderers in their ranks. Well, of course we do. Of, of course we do. I'm sorry, are we just supposed to put up with the fact that the Metropolitan Police was enabling this man? Are we just supposed to be quiet about that? Are we supposed to be quiet about all the other institutional problems as well? Because I'm sure he's not the only one that there are red flags about and it was ignored. Because, you know, he's he's one of the boys, he's one of the guys, whatever. Um, are we not supposed to be angry about the violence of police. We're not supposed to be angry about the misogyny, um, the fucking racism, the homophobia. Are we just, are we not supposed to be mad about it? We're just supposed to sit quietly. We're not supposed to have an anti-police protest. We're just supposed to sit quietly, not talk about it and say, oh, thank you, police officers. Even though your officers are out there literally murdering and raping us. Thank you so much for all that you do. No, Fucking no. Also, the idea that they feared assault. Um, a bunch of police officers <laughs> and fucking 
you know, fully done up in all their fucking protective gear. They have weapons and they're a, a, a vigil where the main attendance is is grieving women, you know, many of which were much smaller than the officers. And they're worried about <laughs> about coming to harm. Maybe Maybe think about the fact that we're worried about what police officers could do to us. Because we fucking see it, you know? Police officers running around using their warrant cards to to mislead and trick women so they can get us alone. That's happened. That has literally happened. You know, police officers attacking people, the brutality of it, even, you know, even outside of what that thing did to Sarah Everard, there is still so much evidence of of the police being violent with members of the public. Completely unjustifiable violence. And and they want to talk about them being scared of us? No, bitch. No, no, no. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't fucking think so. I'm sorry, no. No, 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 no. Um... But that that is that is what they are claiming. Um, I don't buy it. I don't fucking buy it. I think they shut down that vigil because it was making them look bad. Because the public were looking, they were watching, and they were hearing women talking about how how the violence, the misogyny, the the racism, the discrimination of the Metropolitan Police was hurting the public and they couldn't have that. So they shut it down. I, I don't think that the police actually believe they're in any danger from those women. That's absolute nonsense. Speaking of absolute nonsense, let's have a look at what the Health Secretary, Sajid Javid, has been up to. Um, so he's been talking about the National Health Service, the NHS, um, and he... <laughs> He called the NHS a defunct blockbuster video rental store in the age of Netflix. (sighs) Bitch, what the fuck? No, shut up. I feel like this is kind of a a push to... um, to to pressure the public to be more open to stuff like privatization you know oh you know it's it's modern it's cool it's slick let me tell you um there are a number of aspects of our national health service that have been kind of handed over to corporations already and it's been fucking shit um where i live for example um quite a bit of the mental health uh, provisions have been handed over to private companies and they're absolutely fucking dreadful um, it's basically just mugging people off and being like oh well you can write in this online diary for a few weeks and hopefully that cures your depression oh well here's a pdf on managing your worrying hope all that suicidal ideation stuff works out for you like it, it's it's completely inappropriate stuff it's not stuff that's actually going to help people it's not giving the support that people need to them but it it makes money for private corporations and it takes patients that should be being treated 
by the NHS and, and their actual proper mental health uh, facilities and it just dumps them on these corporations that will mug them off and take a lot of money from the NHS for doing so. Um, so if that's something he's looking to do, he can get fucked. Um, I just, fucking... Why Why is it that so many in our government compare things to Netflix without really understanding, like, how it works anyway? Like, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, so that was great. Thank you so much for your contribution there, Sajid. Really fucking appreciate it. Um, you've, you've really given me something to think about. And what I'm thinking about is how we desperately need to get rid of your absolutely dog shit party from government. Um, Nadine Doris, culture secretary, she's been at it again. I told you, if you love the antics of Mad Nads, this is the episode for you because there's been so much of it this week. She has been absolutely unhinged all week long. All fucking week long. Uh, so she, uh, on, I think it was the Monday, um, posted uh, a little memento of the Platinum Jubilee. She was there. She's changed her profile picture to a picture of her at one of the events. She was holding a little flag. Uh, fabulous. Very camp. Uh, so she posted on Twitter... This Jubilee weekend has been sensational. Truly a nationwide outpouring of gratitude and affection for Her Majesty the Queen in the most uplifting and unifying way. And then she's put like a British flag emoji. Thank you, mom. Hashtag Platinum Jubilee. My God. I'm sorry. Look, I, I... When I say this, I'm not trying to pick on, like, a, a, a 90-year-old woman. Like, I have respect for my elders. I'm not going to, like, bully Abuelita or whatever. But, like, they're the, the, just the simping, man. The simping. Just have some fucking respect for yourself. Have some... Have a word with yourself. My God. Anyway, she then posted this, like, absolutely bizarre collage... Uh, she put her name down at the bottom as well. It's hilarious. In the bottom left corner, she's just put her name there. Um, Miss Thing, she got busy on Canva.com, I guess. She posted a little collage that she made. Uh, so it's got, um, oh, let's have a look. Fucking Basil Brush is here. Anthea Turner, Diana Ross, um... Brian May is there. Some balloons with the Queen's face on or some shit. More horses. Um, some planes. Uh, all the royal kids and grandkids and shit. Charles looking the fool. And then, right, at the centre of this image is like a big queen. So like she's she's got she's got the little queen like watching something she's looking up at I'm assuming it's the planes or something, and then she's got this big queen at the center, and it just it looks ridiculous, girl. And she she posted this on Twitter. She was real proud of it. She was having a moment. She was like, "Yes, graphic design is my passion." Uh huh. Um, thank you so much, Nadine, for yet another insane moment um 
and it's, it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. Um, Nadine just just giving us all of the cringe content that we need to survive this week. Um, <laughs> so Byline Times uh, did a little digging into something that Nadine Doris said. Uh, so she was appearing before the Digital Culture, Media and Sport Committee. Uh, this was on the 19th of May. Uh, and she was talking about Channel 4. And during the questioning, she made a bizarre claim that a Channel 4 reality show that she appeared on uh, had used paid actors. So she appeared on a show called Tower Block of Commons in 2010, which was a reality show, essentially. Um where members of parliament had to go and live uh, on council estates. And <laughs> so Nadine Zoris famously, uh, when she was on that show, um, not supposed to take anything with her, just trying to live how the other half lived so that they could actually understand it. She pulled some money out of her bra that she wasn't supposed to have and was like, oh, it's fine. I've got money. Don't worry about it. And the the people that were hosting her were, were offended because they can't do that. They can't just pull money out of their bra because there ain't no money in there. Um, they don't have secret boob money. Like, sometimes it just be like that. Um, so she was talking about that show and she said, I discovered later they were actually actors. It was a Channel 4 production, actually. The parents of some of the people of the boys in that program actually came here to have lunch with me, contacted me to tell me actually they were in acting school and they weren't really living in a flat and weren't real. So the production company that made the show denied this and said that they did not use actors to impersonate contributors uh, in the show. Um, and then the family that she stayed with... Uh, a lady called uh, Rena Spain uh, opened up to Byline Times and talked about her experience of having Nadine Doris stay with her. Uh, she said that Nadine Doris adopted an exaggerated Scouse accent when she was talking to them because um, the lady that was that was hosting her was originally from Liverpool, um, as Nadine Doris is as well. But obviously, if you listen to Nadine Doris talk now, she doesn't really have you know, a typical, you know, Liverpudlian accent anymore because, well, you know, she hasn't lived there for a very long time. So why would she? Um, you know, it, it happens. So Miss Nadine is, is doing an exaggerated accent to, I don't know, feel down with the kids, but like down with the strictly kids from Liverpool I guess um <laughs> uh Rena Spain also claimed that Nadine Doris initially asked for security to accompany her on the estate I would assume because she apparently didn't feel safe uh being around working class people which is really funny because Nadine Doris anytime someone criticizes her likes to say oh they just don't like me because I'm a working class woman uh, but the thought of having to be around working class people apparently made her fearful for her safety. So that's fucking interesting. Um, so obviously, as we know, uh, the point of the program was the MPs were supposed to be able to actually live as normal people and not have, 
you know, access to the huge pile of resources that they do in their normal everyday lives. But Nadine Doris snuck money into the show, which offended uh, the people that hosted her, obviously. She also apparently had a credit card tucked away in her bra as well. Um, very normal. Um, <laughs> so uh, Rena Spain also claims that Nadine Doris... Um, took a Ziploc bag of tablets which she offered to her hosts um, and has claimed in another interview as well uh, that Nadine Doris offered them Tamazepam sleeping pills. So, <laughs> okay, uh, wow, what the fuck? um wow what the fuck um so during the filming of the show uh nadine doris apparently decided to be a party pooper she didn't want to join in they had an ann summers party at the flat on the first night of filming and nadine doris refused to join in and chose to drink by herself instead that is very unhealthy dear um <laughs> oh nadine oh nadine honestly what are we gonna do with you well hopefully you know replace you with someone competent and make sure that you lose your seat that would be fabulous uh but she continued this week she just decided you know what <laughs> i'm gonna give the people everything they want i'm gonna be my most unhinged and wild self um, she posted a story on Twitter from the Daily Mail. And when I say story, I mean absolute fucking fiction. Um, and she said, we cannot allow technology to distort democracy and compromise our free and fair society. The Daily Mail has unda undertaken its own research and the results are disturbing. Um, so what was this research? Uh, the Daily Mail was claiming that Google searches for the Prime Minister uh, give results for news sites that are hostile to him. Okay, no. Uh, so how how does how does Google work? Uh, Nadine Doris, I, I'm sure at some point in her life and career has been heard saying, if you type Google into Google, you can literally break the internet. So please don't do that. Um, so a number of people that, that actually know a lot about search engine optimization and Google in general uh, corrected her, uh, including... Um, uh, Dr. Nafiz Ahmed, who said, fact check, Google page rank algorithm ranks web pages on how many other pages link to them, a proxy for relevance and popularity. So fact that searching PM flags up articles hostile to Boris Johnson reflects online popularity of these articles and actual public sentiment. Um, basically, it's, it's not a wild conspiracy theory that when you Google the prime minister, bad things come up it's not because there is this concerted effort by big tech to take down boris johnson it's because people are are looking at 
negative stories about him, probably because there's so fucking many. Um, journalists are doing their jobs and they're covering this negative news and people are reading it. Uh, people are sharing those links. Um, people are posting them amongst themselves to talk about it. Like, if, if she doesn't want there to be a lot of negative articles that come up when you Google the Prime Minister, she should perhaps have a chat with him about his behaviour and get him to stop doing all of these things so that people can stop talking about it. I mean, if if there was no negative stories for us to talk about, we wouldn't be talking about it, Nadine. I'm sorry. I know that this really doesn't work with your fantasy, but, like, deal with it. Um... <laughs> Um, there was a freedom of, uh, information request that was refused this week into how many, uh, how many members of Parliament's computers have tried to access porn. Uh, that's interesting. Um, so it was refused on national security grounds. Uh, because apparently, for some reason, knowing how many of our members of parliament are trying to watch porn when they should be working has something to do with national security. Now, that sounds like absolute nonsense to me, um, probably because it is. I mean, the numbers should be zero, just, just so we're clear. There should be nobody looking up porn when they're at work especially not people that are in charge of huge parts of our lives but unfortunately we live in a wild and crazy world so we cannot rely on that anymore um <laughs> speaking of wild and crazy wild and crazy and audacious and untrue uh so heather wheeler the homelessness minister This shit made me mad. I'm not going to lie. Uh, she described Birmingham and Blackpool as god-awful. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Who the, who the fuck do you think you are? Really, girl? Wow. Uh, so she was uh, speaking at a, a technology conference. Not too sure what her qualifications are for that. But nevertheless, uh, she was giving a, a speech and she referred to Birmingham and Blackpool as God awful. Which I mean, I know girl, same. Um... She's apologised and she said that the comments did not reflect her real views. I would argue, why are you making them then? Why are you saying them? Especially at a conference in public where you knew that there was a possibility of what you said being reported in the press. I mean, the whole point of speaking at conferences is so that lots of people hear you. Why were you saying something like this if you did not believe it? Hmm. It sounds like maybe you did believe it. And then when people called you out, you were suddenly like, oh, it's not my view. I'm sorry. You don't yell at me. Well, we're gonna. We're fucking gonna, sweetheart. Because it's disgusting. You're god awful. And so is your shit trash government.
So the government is still trying to push forward this whole Rwanda plan. They are desperately trying to make it possible for them to take refugees and just throw them halfway across the world because that's normal. Um, but there are a number of members of staff within the Home Office who don't feel comfortable with this. Probably because it's fucking disgusting. Uh, so there's been a Twitter account set up uh, called Our Home Office, uh, which is run by a group of anonymous civil servants who are trying to stop the Rwanda policy. Um, there was also a worker in the Home Office who spoke to Sky News and anonymously told them that they felt ashamed to work for the government because of its plans to send asylum seekers to Rwanda. Um, the Home Office has also spent over £50,000 on PR for the Rwanda immigration plan to try and, and make it look better than it is. Uh, 14000 of that went to hiring a comms firm to develop branding and messaging for the policy. And they've also spent a lot of money on social media ads. You know, you could just not do it guys and save a lot of our money that you're wasting on trying to make it look palatable because it's just not going to happen it's just not going to happen um the united nations have stepped in i i don't even i'm so embarrassed bro i'm so embarrassed <laughs> I'm so fucking embarrassed, bro. Uh, so the United Nations uh, has stepped in, um, warning that the plan could breach the UK's international obligations. Um, a lawyer for the UNHCR uh, said in high court that there was no approval given to the Rwanda scheme by the UNHCR. However... Uh, Pretty Patel has said that approval was given. So either she was lying, she was confused, she didn't know what she was saying. Basically, the point is she lied. Um, this is where we are now. The United Nations are having to intervene because our government is just disgusting. Um, you know who else has had to step in? Prince Charles. Fuck it, fucking hell, man. Um, he, uh, he was, uh, speaking, um, and he said that, uh, the plan to fly refugees to Rwanda was appalling. Even he knows, even he knows, and he lives a privileged fucking life built on the, the oppression and persecution of, people all over the world and even he knows that this plan is disgusting i mean <sighs> however despite all of this despite all of this uh a judge at the high court has ruled that the deportations can go ahead anyway That's where we are. Everybody knows it's disgusting. Everybody knows it's wrong, but we're doing it anyway.
because the government needs a distraction. They need... They need something. They don't care what it is. They just need something. And that's that's where we are. We're just... We're just letting this happen. It doesn't matter that, you know, for a number of people, they're going to be sent to a place where they're not going to be safe. It doesn't matter that that it's wrong, that nobody involved seems happy or comfortable to be doing it. None of that matters because we're doing it anyway. There we fucking are. That's what this government has turned us into. It's going to happen. There's seemingly nothing that, that we can do. They don't care. They won't listen to reason. This is what the UK will be to the rest of the world. A cruel, disgusting place that takes frightened, vulnerable people and just throws them away as if they don't matter at all to anyone as if they don't have any right to try and be safe. As if absolutely nothing about them matters. That That's what we'll be. Um, and we're already there. That That's who, that's who this fucked up little island is now. Um, there was concerns raised this week during Prime Minister's questions about a 13-year-old girl from Ukraine who was sent back to Ukraine after the Home Office refused her visa. Um, her sister was given a visa and told she could enter the UK, but the younger 13-year-old sister was told that her visa had been refused and she was sent back to a war zone. And this is a government that will go on and talk about how they care so much about the people of Ukraine and also how they can't get rid of Boris Johnson because of Ukraine because Boris Johnson is a big hero to the Ukrainian people and they need him there to help them and yada, yada, yada. Look at what his government did to a 13-year-old girl. She came to the UK for help. A child desperate for help and they just throw her away like she doesn't matter. And it's exactly the same as they are doing to every single person that they're going to force onto those planes and, and send to Rwanda. They, they are throwing them away. And they're just saying, we don't care what happens to you. We don't care what you've come from. We don't care what you've been through. We don't care. We don't want to help you. We don't want to support you. We don't want you anywhere near us. We are literally throwing you halfway across the fucking planet. That is what this government has made us. And you, you've still got conservative MPs that will, that will stand there and, and defend it with their fucking lives seemingly you still got conservative commentators that walk around and say oh well you know it's not so bad they're doing all right they did brexit and the vaccines yeah but look at what else they've done sending vulnerable kids back to war zones sending refugees off to potentially unsafe countries just just throwing them away um 
forcing the civil service to do things that the civil service know are immoral and disgusting. So they can't rely on the vaccines anymore. They can't rely on Brexit anymore. Because look at what they've done to us. Okay, besties, that's all for this week, but I'll see you again next week for a new episode going through all the mess, all the scandal, all the ridiculousness. Um, until then, um, if you enjoyed the show, maybe a positive rating or review is something you'd be interested in giving me. That would be nice. Um, but I will see you again next week. Uh, love you. Bye. going on with this whole politics business. And the stuff about me paddleboarding, nonsense, the sea was actually closed, it was a, a red notice. When Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog sang, it's not easy being green. Do you remember that one? Russia should go away, should shut up. In try that's, that's a dodgy view. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Peppa Pig who's been to Peppa Pig World? In December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. Like seriously, what the fuck?